and welcome to the first episode of Crime Obsessed Sisters. We are your hosts, Denise and Brianna. We're so excited to actually finally be doing this. We've wanted to do it for such a long time. Today's case that we're going to be talking about is the case of Edward and Austin Bryant. Well, now to a story that's really struck a nerve in our community. Two young Monument brothers missing for nearly a decade. Their adoptive parents in jail on a $1 million bond while authorities pursue a possible homicide investigation. I think I picked this case because this is probably the one case that bothers me more than any that I've ever heard or, you know, researched. These boys were just failed so bad. So before we actually get into the case, I just want to make a note here. Edward, I'm going to be calling him Edward during this podcast. But his name, he was actually born with the name Dylan. And the people that adopted him later changed his name to Edward. So just to make it easier to understand and stuff, his last name that he was referred to was Edward. So that's what I'll be using today. So Edward and Austin also had a younger brother. Um, his name was James. But he's still alive and well. So we won't really be talking about him much today. So the boys had a difficult upbringing. Their mother suffered from different mental illnesses. Uh, she was on very heavy medications that made her sleep all day. There was a lot of allegations of neglect and abuse from the boys' school. Edward went to school one day. He had a bad dog bite on his leg. The mother claimed that it was an infected mosquito bite, but the school got social services involved. They said that the mother wasn't taking care of it and that she wasn't watching the boys, so they were placed into foster care. They then went to live in Monument, Colorado with Edward and Linda Bryant in 1999. The mother got them on Wednesday nights and weekends, so she still was able to see the children. It seemed like a great situation for everyone involved. She was able to work on her mental illnesses. The foster parents seemed to be great with the boys and the boys seemed to be happy at their new home. So after a few months of the boys living there, they asked if they could actually adopt them. The mother knew that she wasn't in the best situation to raise them and she thought that they would be better parents than she could be and give them a better life than she could. So she did agree to let them adopt the boys. That's when Dylan was renamed Edward. He did not like that at all. He wanted to be called Dylan. He was very vocal about it. He would curse at his adopted parents and tell them to call him Dylan. And the birth mother thought it was odd that they changed his name and that he didn't like it. But she kind of just let it go. You know, she thought that everything else was okay so it wasn't that big of a deal. Now do you know how old they was at this time? Edward was seven and Austin was four. So the boys started asking when they could come back home. It was too late by that point. They'd already got, you know, things started with the adoption. It wasn't finalized, but it had already been started. So the mother would always call and she talked to them. She, Edward would always answer the phone. I guess Austin was a little bit younger, but she always called and talked to him. She talked to Edward almost every day. But then after a few months, the parents would answer the phone and they would just always have an excuse as to why that they couldn't come to the phone. And then uh, they just asked her to stop calling altogether eventually. The last time that she had talked to the boys was Christmas of 1999, and that was right before that the adoption was finalized. The boys were officially adopted in early 2000. They were both considered special needs children. I'm not really sure. I couldn't really find exactly why, but I did find where they were both considered special needs. I think maybe one of them had ADHD. So because of this, 
their new parents received assistance for the boys in the amount of $1,800 a month. Because normally, you know, with an adoption, after the adoption's finalized, you don't right. usually get assistance. But because they were special needs, they were able to get that money. <laughs> so, the only thing required for them to get this money was they had to make a monthly roster to show that the boys were in the home. And they had to have proof that the boys were getting education. There was no, like, physical check. Nobody ever had to actually see the children. No one came to the home to check. They just had to send in this paperwork. And I think they did have to have an interview every few years, but that was only with the parents. The children didn't have to be present at the interview. They should definitely have that set up better. You would think so. Now, there was one incident on April 6th of 2002. Austin was said to have ran away. Authorities came and searched. They searched with helicopters and on foot. Eventually, Austin came out of the bushes near the house. I think it was by the garage. And when authorities asked him why he didn't come out whenever, you know, they were first looking for him, he said that he didn't come out because he was scared. So I guess with all the police and stuff, right. you know, that probably was scary. But that just shows you... What, in 2002, Austin would have been maybe six. In 2000, he was only four when they were adopted, so he would have been around six. Right. And for a six-year-old to run away, there has to be something right. going on in the home, I would think. Yes. That was really the end of that situation. They didn't look into the family when that happened. You know, they just let it go. So, in 2005, the family moved to Texas. They were in Colorado, and now they moved to Texas. They filed bankruptcy in 2007, and they listed $126,000 in adoption benefits as income. Now, in this time, the family have adopted more children. They had originally adopted these three boys, and they will go on to adopt five more children. So, they had adopted eight children in total with $5,500 a month in subsidies for these children. Wow. Uh, Linda also had a biological daughter who fostered children as well. So, in January of 2011, I know we're jumping years here, but you'll see later, there's not much of a timeline on these boys. But in January of 2011, authorities were notified by two of the children that Linda's biological daughter had fostered that Austin had not been seen since sometime between 2003 and 2005. Wow. And these boys, that the two boys that notified of them of this, had never met Edward. So, these two boys lived with Linda's daughter in 2003. And they said that Austin always had black eyes. And he would tell them that he didn't get food. They would starve him. But he just told them all these horrible stories. He told them that he was locked in a trunk and tased. That he would go for days without food. Linda would make him run up and down the stairs. And he would tell them stories about his brother Edward. But they had never met Edward. And this was in 2003. But the 14-page arrest affidavit from Colorado said the couple regularly abused this child when he lived with them outside Colorado Springs. Handcuffed him. Used a taser on him. Often locked him in a trunk. Even denied him food forcing him to eat from the garbage can because he was hungry. One foster son told police that he thinks the Bryants caused Austin's death. What happened to Austin's brother Edward, though, is less clear. It's not detailed in the affidavit. So now, is there any record was they good to the other children? Well, there, I'll get to that in a minute, but they do talk to their other brother, James. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
all of them probably suffered some forms right. of abuse, but it's, I haven't really found anywhere. I think it was more so with Austin and probably Edward before he disappeared. Right. Um, so sometime before 2003, Edward had went missing. You know, we don't know when. Right. These boys were living there in 2003, and they never seen him. Wow. So that's just... And this was 2011? This was in 2011, whenever the boys came forward and t told authorities about this. So Austin hadn't been seen since sometime between 2003-2005, and Edward hadn't been seen since we know before 2003. And they were just adopted in 2000. Wow. So... Authorities went to find their younger brother, James, to ask him about the situation. He was in the army at Fort Campbell. James said that he wasn't in the home until 2001, and he never saw Edward when he was in the home. So he agreed that Austin was extremely abused. He remembers him being locked in a footlocker and could hear him screaming and banging on it for hours at a time. So then Linda and Edward were questioned about these boys, and it was so apparent that something was wrong at this point. Mm -hmm. Linda first claimed that they lived with her the entire time, and that they were now grown, and she was no longer in contact with them. Oh, that's odd. Right. <laughs> then she said later that they went to visit their real family in Oklahoma and they never returned. Well, just the fact that she can't keep her story straight right. should say something. Right. That's a good sign. So then authorities questioned her biological daughter and all the children that they had adopted, and all of them were told that the boys were institutionalized. They weren't even told the story that they went to visit their real parents and never came back. They were told that... Their disabilities were so bad that they were institutionalized because Linda couldn't deal with them. Hmm. Wouldn't they have record of that, though? Well, you would think so. Right. So, she says that they ran away together in 2003. That was her next story. Hmm. So, then Linda went on to tell authorities that the boys had actually ran away together in 2003. But the dad, Edward, had said that Edward, the son, had ran away in 2001 and Austin ran away in 2005, so their stories didn't even match, match up. The police go to the biological grandparents' house because of Linda saying that they ran away right. to their family's house. And they go in, like, they just don't go in and question. They go in, like, police cars surround this woman's house. They're looking for these boys. She's terrified, doesn't know what's going on. Of course. But she says that they've never been there. She hadn't seen them since they had been adopted. She hadn't seen or heard from the boys. After um, searching for documents on these boys, the last document they could find on Edward was in 2001 at the age of eight. Wow. Yeah. And the last thing they had of Austin was he went missing after they pulled him out of public school to homeschool him in 2003. And there's no records after them pulling him out of school. Right. So, the whole time that these boys are missing, one probably in 2001, the other one around 2003, they're still receiving this money for these boys every month. Without saying anything. Without saying. They never report them missing if they did run away. They never tell anyone that these boys are gone. No one knows these boys are gone. The mother went as far to print pictures off of Google of random children and put them in her house so she could say, this was Edward the here, this was Austin at this age. I mean, 
Wow. Yeah, it's just... It's I mean, shouldn't they... Just the fact alone that if even if they really did run away, them not reporting it should say something. You would think so. And I think the reason that this case makes me so mad and so upset and just really bothers me so much is because all of the focus on this case was on the money. Never, right. it was never on the boys or where the boys were. Though I do want to say that in December of 2003, there was a bill billed to Medicaid on behalf of Edward, but the police don't believe that he was actually there. They don't know what it was, but they do believe that he was missing at that point in 2003. There were five other children adopted, mm -hmm. and um, all of them had to be adopted after Edward went missing. Austin may have been in the home, I'm not sure. Yeah. But all of them were adopted after Edward went missing. And you just would think that there would have been some kind of check, some kind of home check. There should have been. Something where somebody would have said, hey, where are these boys that you have previously adopted? Right. I just feel like these boys just slipped through the cracks. They were just so... There was just so many opportunities, I think, where someone could have noticed something. Right. But they didn't. And another thing was, is that these papers, they had to turn in on these boys to prove that they were getting education and that they were in the house. She continued to turn mm. in these papers. She made up a school that these boys were going to. She even set Edward's graduation day as July 2011 so she could continue to get this money after his 18th birthday. Because right. if he was still in school, she would still get the money. And no one once checked these schools to see, you see, know. that's just crazy to me. I don't understand. What's the point in making them turn in these papers and take these papers? If you're not going to follow up. Yeah, if you're not even going to check them. Because this is years that she's been saying these boys are in school. And in these years of these papers that she's turned in, no one once ever checked. If one person would have checked, yeah, there could have been. Yeah. That so, blows my mind. It does mine too. That's why oh, this case is just something else. But in February of 2011, both Linda and Edward were arrested on charges of theft, conspiracy, forgery, and things like that. They were extradited back to Colorado because that's where they adopted yeah. the boys. Their bail was set at a million dollars each. Over the years, they had collected $175,000 in benefits for these two boys. Wow. Yeah. Edward says that he didn't know that Linda was still receiving the money. So, you know, who knows if that's true or not. Yeah, but May or may not have. Right. But the focus in this entire case was on the money. It was never on these boys. Linda did admit to forgery so she could continue to receive the money. She admitted to some abuse. She didn't really say it was abuse, but she did admit to wrapping Austin so tight in a blanket that he couldn't move because she says because a therapist told her to do so. She said that she wasn't starving him but they were using something called delayed feedings um, and she said that she made the children run up and down stairs as exercise. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it. Right. Not buying it. <laughs> so she faced 148 felony charges and Edward faced 13 charges. And all not one of those charges were about the boys disappearing. There should have at least been a charge for not reporting them right. missing. If her story was true, 
there should have at least been something like you are the adult, you're this child's parents, you're in charge of this child. You're responsible for right, and this child just goes, these children go missing, and you don't even report it, and there's not one single charge. Every single one of those charges are related to the money. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the other five children were all still underage, so they did become wards of the state of Texas, which is really sad. I mean, it's probably a good thing that they're out right. of this home. This obviously isn't a good home, but just to me that they were able to adopt these children with nobody checking on the other three children that they had previously adopted, right. I just don't understand. Now, this, this is something that kind of gets me. Linda was asked what should be done with her. The police asked her what she thought should be done with her. And she said that she would take all of the charges, including a manslaughter charge, if Edward could stay out of jail to take care of the other five children. Now, no one had mentioned a manslaughter charge. She wasn't mm. facing any of those charges. So, if you weren't guilty... Why would why, you say it? Right. Why would you say that? Why would you say a manslaughter charge if you didn't do something? Right. If you weren't guilty of something. In 2012, Linda pleaded guilty to 54 charges, and she was sentenced to 42 years in prison. Edward pleaded guilty to five charges, and he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. None of those charges that they pleaded to were related to the boys. They're all related to the money. So that in itself just yeah. gets me. This this system has completely failed these boys. It's Definitely. like no one cared enough. They, they're so worried about this money that the state had been giving them that they didn't care about these boys. It just makes no sense to me. Um, now, there were some searches for these boys after they realized they were missing. They searched the home that they used to live in in Colorado and around it. Um, I believe that there was a couple areas that were dug up, but nothing was ever found. Thursday afternoon, police searched the wooded area near the Bryant's old home in Colorado Springs. Yeah, basically we were using GIS technology, infrared technology. I mean, it was, it was a, a very broad search to see what we could find. And where this home was, if you pull it up on Google Maps, it backs right into a mountain range. Like, mm. there's their home, and there's, you know, they have a backyard, and it goes right up against a mountain range. So, it would have been so easy. Oh, yeah. If something happened to these boys, for them to be hid there, and no one would ever find them. Especially this many years later. There's, right, there's nothing left to find, I'm sure. Right. So, I don't think that these boys ran away. Just me oh, personally. Oh, no, I don't either. Yeah, I think... That something horrible has happened to these boys, and... And I think the parents are responsible because there's too much back and forth, too many stories. Right. Too and None of their stories match up. Yeah, they, it's, they're definitely, they definitely had something to do with it. Right, I think so. So, I don't think, I don't know that anything else will ever come out of this case. I don't... Probably not yeah. after this long. I wish that these boys could be found and have some justice. Exactly. And I hope that these boys did just run away or something and they're okay. But if that was the case, I think they would have turned up somewhere along the way by now. Right. I do too. Because this case has got some media attention. Right. Not enough in my opinion. But I just don't think that there's a happy ending to this story. And I don't know that there will ever be closure. And these boys' biological mother... I don't think she was a horrible mother. I think she did what she thought was the best thing for these boys in the situation, with the situation she was given. And I think that she did love these boys. And I know that this just has to be horrible for her. Oh, yeah. 
And I don't think she'll ever get the closure that she needs or deserves. And I don't think that these boys will ever get the justice that they deserve. Because it's all been on the money. That was the only focus in this case. Right. Was the money. And that's what makes me so upset about this case. Is that these two boys, little children. I mean, we both have small children. Right. And boys at that. <laughs> but... They just didn't have anyone to stick up for them and anyone to care enough about them. And that's just so sad to me that they didn't have that. They didn't have somebody to say, like, none of the neighbors ever said, Hey, there was these two boys here. They're gone now. Where are these kids? I think the police at one point even interviewed some of the neighbors and they admitted that they didn't notice that these boys were missing. Well, if they was fostering and had kids in and out, they may not right. realize that is true. That but they should be there. One, you know, this case just makes me realize that we as people need to pay more attention mm -hmm. to what's around us and we need to pay more attention and somebody has to be responsible and obviously it was the parents job to right. be responsible i'm not saying that the neighbors were responsible for right. the children but it's just so sad to me that no one cared enough to notice these boys were missing for that many years yeah years right. and if those boys the kids that were living with linda's biological daughter they didn't come forward that these boys were right. missing would anyone have noticed yet i mean Probably not. It's sad, but probably it's really not. sad. And there was just so many times that I think that there was an opportunity for something, somebody to do something about this with all the paperwork they turned in. Right. With the schools and, you know, the adoptions. Years. Right. All this stuff. There was so many opportunities for someone to check on these boys to realize, hey, something's wrong, and it never happened. I agree. I think that's all... I've got for this case today. It's just one that's always bothered me. It's bothered me more than any, and I guess that's why I chose it first. Yeah. It's because it's just the one that has stuck with me more than any other case. It's because of how bad these boys were failed. Is there anything you want to I think that about covers this one. <laughs> we thank you guys for listening. We're so excited to be actually starting this podcast we'll have many more interesting cases, cases. <laughs> <laughs> denise gets to pick the case for next week's episode so we'll see what happens there i think our schedule we're gonna try to upload what every thursday yeah we're gonna go with every thursday um we're gonna make a facebook page if you just i'll post Maybe some things to do with each case every week after the podcast goes live. We'll post, um, you know. Maybe some articles we some, find. Yeah, articles. Find. Maybe like some news clips. Stuff like that about that case. And you can contact us there if, you know, if there's a certain case you want us yeah. to cover. There's something you want to hear. Anything like that. We would love, love, love your suggestions and any kind of feedback you have for us. Because this is our first time doing anything like this. We're very excited about it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening.